And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one and all to episode 66 of The Drop Set. Thank you. Uh, Darren Starr here, as you know, your host uh, for the next, I don't know, some number of minutes. I don't know how long this is going to be. These mini episodes have been kind of hit or miss. I did one yesterday that was about 15 minutes. I did one on Wednesday that was about 30 minutes. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, the one yesterday regarding the uh, uh, Panic City, I think I called it, and uh, eating out on short notice. So what came out of that is um, I went uh, I went with the fajita option. Um, they brought some things out. If you look in my Instagram story, it'll be there for a few more hours. Um, I may throw it in my highlights. You can see what they brought out. It was not exactly what I was expecting. The protein serving was smaller than I had anticipated. Um, as far as the fat sources, I was expecting, oh, I'll have no problems getting three, four ounces of guacamole. It, guacamole, it was a tablespoon. <laughs> it was pathetic. Two tablespoons of sour cream, which is not my favorite, but it helped me get closer to my fat numbers. And um, I did assume also that... Um, that the protein sources were uh, that the chicken and the veggies were cooked with oil. So I logged about half a tablespoon of oil that uh, was not necessarily seen on the plate, but just to be safe. Um, and then the rice and beans, I estimated those at about a half a cup each, and I just ate everything pretty much. Um, I did not eat the tortillas that came with it. And I logged my macronutrient um, approximations of those based on all those things. And I, I estimated the protein serving to be about four ounces. You know, it was all mixed in, but I wasn't going to take the time to separate it out. I just eyeballed it. And I'm like, well, it certainly isn't six ounces, but it's probably about four. Um, and so I came in, I was about um, eight grams under on protein. Um, the, the beans actually uh, helped help make up for a little bit on that, which was nice. Um, I was about nine grams over on carbs. So between those two, it was like plus net one gram of carbs, which, you know, it works out to four calories. And then I also calculated that I was probably over on fats by about four grams. So um, net, you know, a gain of probably about 40 calories versus what I would normally have in, the, in that meal slot. So I'm going to call that a success. Um, and I and, you know, stuck with the plan. So I did mark that on my tracker, which I will be posting that. Um, it is Friday, so it's time for me to post my weekly updates online. So you'll see that on Instagram and on Facebook. And on Facebook, I'm also going to do a longer video just uh, doing the whole week in recap for me and how it went and what I'm thinking about going forward. Two things on the agenda for today. One of them I'll make relatively quick here, and then we'll get to the meat and potatoes, no pun intended, of the whole episode here. Um, the NPC slash IFBB has posted this week new guidelines for women's divisions. So for bikini, for uh, figure, and for physique. Um, and I just wanted to talk about these briefly, and I'm going to focus on figure. I think, you know... The problem is they, I, th I think they like wrote it up and then they just cut and pasted and changed some of the words around. And the, the problem that I have with this, um, not surprisingly, I, I'm not going to come into this and congratulate them for, hey, they've fixed it all. Everything's so clear now. No, no, that, that's not what happened here at all. Um, what, what's happened now is it's become even more relative um, and it's a problem. So the, the figure guidelines are based on women's physique. 
Um, like, well, it, it's not women's physique. It's, it's, we're not looking for things that are at that level. And then you read the guidelines for women's physique and they say, well, it's not women's bodybuilding. We're not looking for things at that level. And you look at women's bodybuilding and there's nothing uh, because it doesn't really exist anymore. So there's no written guidelines. And they just say, well, you know, what bodybuilding used to look like, that's not what we want physique to look like. The problem, once again, is there is such a massive assumption of accumulated knowledge that you're already supposed to have in order to make a proper judgment on how things should look. So some of the quotes that they had, and this was from, um, they had a, a videos from Sandy Williamson. I'm talking about all three. She's the head judge for NPC and IFBB, I think. I don't know what her title is specifically. Um, so she did a video um, for bikini, for figure, and physique. And what she said for figure, these were, were quotes from her video. Um, for figure, they're looking for a balanced development of muscularity. Okay, that is a little vague, and then that is repeated with other language throughout. Um, so they also say, uh, what is it? Everything is about balance and shape, nice balance between upper and lower, nice overall symmetry. So those all basically mean the same thing, and they don't really tell you anything either. So for a newbie, somebody who hasn't done this before, um, there's an expectation that they know what symmetry means. And I think that's a mistake. You have to, I mean, you can get a dictionary definition of symmetry, but that is not a bodybuilding definition of symmetry. And when you are the biggest amateur and professional organization on the planet, you have a responsibility to clearly define these things for the people that want to pay money to compete in your events. Um, so they, they can't just, I mean, it, it's like trying to define a word without using the word itself. You know, de define symmetry. And you've got to tell people what you're looking for. You can say, well, it's balanced between upper and lower, but... You should also be providing examples of, you know, what is good and what is not good. And to their credit, they did post photo examples um, that go along with this. But what they posted examples of are the Olympia winners from last year for all of these. So you can look here and see um, what's her name, uh, Sid Sydney Gillen, who won uh, the figure Olympia last year. Okay, well, yeah, this is what we're looking for in, in figure. How on earth does that help somebody who's looking to compete in their first show? It's like, okay, well, that's what I need to look like. So clearly I'm just not going to compete for 25 more years then. I mean, it, it's not helpful. I mean, yes, you can see what the ideal is, but you don't, I don't, I don't think you set the ideal as the standard for um, how, how you then prepare your physique to be judged. You know, I mean, it gives you something to shoot for. And I think they, they did a decent job of, of qual of, of making sure that, and, and I don't know how much of this was just <laughs> retroactive where, you know, they, they did have things like nice delts, nice back width, V taper and depth, um, rounded firm glutes, nice development to the quads and hamstrings, small amount of separation between quads, nice separation between glute and hamstring. So again, nice development, small amount, nice separation, nice, nice. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that I have a, a better answer, but I, I don't know. I think if it was my job, I could probably come up with a better way to come up with some more uh, or less ambiguous judging standards than this. I'm just saying nice. Well, what is nice? I mean, I realize it's subjective, but nice is, is not something that people can go off of. It's ridiculous. And so also I would say, you know, there, there are a lot of things that I see when I browse through because it says click here for more photos and then it just takes you to the whole uh, Olympia gallery from last year. It's like, okay, great. So we can see the people that are at the peak and that's what I, sh I should be looking for. And, you know, 
you ever look at a, a, a local show and look at like the novice class, I mean, you know, what should you be aiming for there? You know, it's, it, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Um, so I, I think more, more, More accountability in judging is also what's needed here because you can look at the people who finished second, third, fourth, and fifth behind Sydney here and be like, okay, well, you know, why? Is it because they were lacking symmetry? Was it because they were lacking conditioning? Was it because they were overconditioned? I don't know. Like you look at third place. Um, what was her name? Was that Candace, I think? Um, for figure, Candace Lewis Carter. Um, and you look at her and she looks like a cartoon. I mean, she has ridiculous shoulders her legs are the size of her waist um which is tiny uh and i'm like that is not in proportion at all now is that why she's third instead of first or should she maybe be closer to like 10th because she looks great but she's not in proportion not even close she looks completely blown out of proportion is should that be rewarded should it not i don't know there, there was there's the only other things that they said is you know no striations of any kind so yeah we want separations between glute and hamstrings but god forbid you get a striation in your delt and you're going to get marked down i mean it's kind of a ridiculous standard to set um no deep muscle separation associated with women's physique again okay you look at there and it says no deep muscle associate uh separation associated with women's bodybuilding okay great it's all relative come up with stuff that's a little bit more absolute give some examples of things that are not olympia winners and i think everybody will go uh, everybody will be a lot happier with that so anyway i just wanted to touch on that go read um read the descriptions if i'm way out of line here and way off base and you're like darren what are you talking about they did a good job of updating this i don't agree with that but that's fine you know intelligent people can disagree on things i'd like to hear about your opinions on that though so shoot me a note um leave me a voicemail on it you know 865-518-2974 give me your thoughts what do you think or if you have ideas on if it was your job to rewrite these judging standards how would you have done it or would it have looked just like this who knows so what I really wanted to get to today was uh, macronutrient substitutions. So this is for all you people who are on a meal plan and are kind of scared to go the flexible dieting route because you're not really sure how to do it. And it seems like, okay, well, trying to build a meal plan from the ground up like what I did several episodes back, it's like, that's a tough sell. I don't know if I can go that far. Okay, understood. So let's look at this and... Um, what I want to do is pull up a couple of random examples from meal plans that I've written and see, okay, well, what if we wanted to change X, Y, or Z? How would we go about doing that? So the first thing that I want to do is let's pull up uh, this plan here. So I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. Again, as I've been doing a lot lately, no rehearsal on this. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, so, okay, here, here's a plan. And all right, let's take a look here. So Pre-workout meal, meal one, um, it consists of, and just so you know, when I write meal plans, I'm not going to lie, the meal plans that I write are pretty boring. I rely on commodity foods, that is foods that are the same everywhere. So you're not going to say, oh, well, you need to have, you know, one slice of Ezekiel bread, blah, 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 because, you know, somebody out in the boonies isn't going to have access to that more than likely. Um, you know, certain brands of foods aren't available everywhere, so I go with commodities. So like, you know, chicken breast, oats, rice potato, you know, eggs, et cetera. I mean, the things that are the same everywhere. I even get a little leery if I start plugging in like 93.7 ground turkey, 85.15 beef, because a lot of people, they go to grocery stores, they can't find those numbers to, that match up. So um, I stick with the basics. Um, and for people that want more than that, I, I help them learn 
macronutrient portioning. So um, what I want to do here is walk through meal one. So the way it's written here, um, it is a cup of egg whites, two whole eggs, and 30 grams measured dry cream of rice. The macros for that meal come out to 41 grams of protein, 28 grams of carbs, 11 grams of fat, 393 total calories. So um, none of those calories coming from fiber, by the way. So um, now let's say theoretically that uh, Christian, who I wrote this plan for, he's like, Darren, you know what? I've tried your cream of rice thing. I know you like it. I don't. Or Another option, I can't find it in my store because I, I, it is a commodity food. It's the same everywhere, but there are some grocery stores that don't carry it. It's really the one exception that I make where it's like, well, it's hit or miss as to whether or not they'll be able to find this, but I'm such a huge fan of it for a morning carb. Um, I will plug it in anyway and encourage people to try it, even if they have not before. And they're like, I just want oats. I'm like, all right, fine. A lot of people have digestive issues with oats. This one is really easy on the digestive tract, um, and I find it tastier. I prefer the texture. Again, it's personal preference. So let's say you don't. Um, so you get a, a meal plan from me and you're like, I want to change that. And so typically what would happen is somebody would uh, email me and you're like, what other options do we have for this? And the thing is, you've got a ton of options. So what we're going to look at here is how to go about figuring that out. Now, if you have a meal plan from a coach that is not me, uh, first of all, shame on you. How dare you? I'm just kidding. Contact your coach and say, hey, do you mind if I make some macronutrient substitutions on this and I can run them by you and you can make sure I'm doing my math right on this just so that they're involved in the process as well? If they say no, ask them why and it better be a damn good answer. Say, what is so magical about this food that I have to have that and I can't have something else? Um, I can tell you, more than likely, there is not a valid answer to that question. So push the issue. The, the thought that if you are bodybuilding, you have to select from a list of 12 approved foods is very much a concept from 1982, and it needs to stay there. So the only time I write, I write meal plans for people is when they request one because they aren't experienced enough to do macronutrient building um, or they, they think it's too much of a hassle, in which case I'm still going to constantly kind of urge them like, hey, you should check this out. Try some macronutrient substitutions. Hey, listen to episode 66 of my podcast because it steps you through how you should do it and it will be helpful. It will open up a whole new array of food options for you. You don't have to be stuck in the dark ages eating the exact same thing every day from this list of approved foods or else you will get fat. That is a dumb concept. So um, at any rate, the first thing that you have to do is figure out the macronutrient value of what you're plugging in. So for me, now, I have all kinds of nifty tools at my disposal. So I have this spreadsheet that I created, which is my meal planner spreadsheet. And so I have, okay, it says select a carb. So I click on the little drop-down box here, and I say cream of rice. And my unit of measurement here is 10 grams. So then below that, I have a multiplier. I punch in three, and it tells me that, oops, that's white rice, not cream of rice. <laughs> I'm like, there's more than eight grams of carbs in that. What are you talking about? There it is. Okay, so... 30 grams cream of rice, um, 10 grams multiplied by three, two grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, no fiber, no fat, 110 calories, 111 if you're counting at home. So basically what I'm looking to do is replace 25 grams of carbs with uh, a different source here. Now, you, you can, you know, you, you probably don't have the uh, spreadsheet tool that I'm using here. You can very easily just go into my fitness pal. Let me pull it up on my phone here and see what it looks like if we do that. Please stand by. 
So we're going to go to diary, we're going to add a food, and what we're trying to do is just get the numbers for what is already in the meal plan. So cream of rice. So the in here I can have a serving size of one gram and then just multiply that by 30 in my fitness pal. So 30 grams. And it comes up with two twenty-four zero protein, carbs, fats, 107 calories. So it's off by four calories. Fine. Close enough. So we'll go with that. Two, 24 or 25, zero, 110 calories. So Basically, what it means is 25 grams of carbs, trace proteins, trace fats. I consider if it's two or three grams or less, that's trace, which means we can get away with uh, trace uh, carbs, or I'm sorry, sorry, trace proteins and fats in a similar food if we want to make the switch. So let's go to, um, you know, what do we want to try here? Anybody? Anybody? You in the back with your hand up? Uh huh. Oats. You want to do oats? Okay, fine. You're going to be one of those people. Oats? We'll do oats then. Fine. I don't care. I hate you, but we'll do it anyway. So I plug in um, in my spreadsheet here. The unit of measurement is a cup of oats. Well, a cup of oats is 55 grams of carbs. So we're looking for a little under half that. So let's do, oh, I don't know. What about a third of a cup? That's not enough. That's 18 grams. So what if we do, I don't know, four tenths of a cup? Uh, that's tricky. No, not quite. Well, what if we do a half a cup? That's 27. But the problem now is oats, they have more trace proteins and trace fats than cream of rice. So instead of two grams protein, we're up to five. And instead of zero fats, we're up to three. And then our carbs are over by two or three grams as well, which means that instead of having 110 calories for this meal component, it's 155. Now you're like, well, you know, that's 45 calories. That's how much you were off last night with your dinner, Darren. Yeah, but you do that every day. And you know, it's, it's, let's just round up and call it 50 calories. Over the course of the week, that's 350. Over the course of a month, now you're looking at 1,400. I mean, it adds up. Is it the end of the world? No. But if you do a few of these substitutions, suddenly, you know, you might be 120 calories over what's supposed to be in your plan. Multiply it by seven days. Multiply that by four weeks. Multiply that by four months. It adds up. It really does. So be, be precise. And what I would like to do is get a serving size. I'm sorry. I would like to... I, I think it's best, you know, maybe our carbs are a little bit lower, but if we can get the calories around where they need to be. So understanding that this is one substitution that has um, higher protein and higher fat. So let's bring our carbs down a little bit and, and see what that does for us. So if we go back to a third of a cup, now we're down to 100 calories. It's four grams of protein, 18 grams of carbs, two grams of fat. That's pretty close. That actually gives you a 10 um, calorie deficit. Now, it is uh, about seven grams of carbs less than what we had in the original serving, but this is workable. Um, and if we went up to, you know, four tenths of a cup, which is harder to measure at that point, uh, it might be just be easier to do a third of a cup. Um, we're at 422.2. It's 10 calories, you know, 15 calories over where we were before. So let's go with a third of a cup. So if we do that, that's a substitution you can make. You're within 10 calories. And yeah, certainly that uh, adds up just like everything else does. That's 70 calories in a week. That's, uh, hold on, 280 calories in a month. Now we're, lock we're talking like, that's really negligible. And then if you make another macronutrient substitution and you, you swap in a food that's 10 calories higher than what was on the plan before, well, those two things have then canceled each other out and your net calories are about where they need to be. Your macro ratios are a little bit off and that does matter, but it's not off to the point where it's going to completely change things and break the bank. So that, that's basically how it's done. So let's try another example here. Um, so same thing, cream of rice. So we have the same reference macros that we're trying to replace. Let's, uh, let's try and replace that with, oh, I don't know, how about a potato of some kind. You know what I really want to do? Because I have unlimited time at home in the morning. I want to make some baby red potatoes. 
and I want to cook those suckers up and have a good time with it. Um, so let's do this. Let's um, do this exclusively in my fitness pal. I'm not even going to use my um, not even going to use my uh, little tracker spreadsheet here. So um, steamed baby red potatoes. Okay, so I just uh, I, I typed in baby red potatoes in uh, my fitness pal, and I, I said because I have unlimited time because potatoes are n- notoriously slow to cook. If you want to do them right, if you want to do them in the microwave, fine, but gross. Um, so, okay. So steamed baby red potatoes, which was the second entry that came up when I typed that in. Um, and automatically it comes up, well, a small one, one serving, and it says a small one as being 148 grams. So that's scale weight. So now you have a precise measurement, what to shoot for, um, is three grams of protein, 23 grams of carbs, zero grams of fat, 110 calories. That is basically an exact match for the cream of rice. Um, so then you just have to be mindful of, okay, well, what, what is this? This is, you know, it says steamed baby red potatoes. That means already cooked. So, um, don't measure that raw. So what I would do, if you're going to make a substitution like this, cook up a whole bunch of them and maybe like mash them up together a little bit, uh, and then portion out, you know, 150 grams, 148 grams is what you're looking for in order to hit these numbers. So do them in advance just because, What you don't want to do is grab, you know, a baby red and stick it on the scale and be like, oh my God, it's exactly 148 grams. Great. This is exactly what I needed. That would never happen. And then you steam it and you cook it and you take all this time for one tiny little freaking potato. um, And then it comes out as 100 grams uh, after being steamed. (laughs) So like, oops. Um, So that is how I would do it. So, so just be mindful of what the entry says when you look it up in my fitness pal or whatever app it is, um, and make sure that you're either measuring it raw or measuring it cooked. However, it's, it's, uh, noted in here. Um, now if we find, um, something like, uh, potatoes, baby red generic. Okay. Um, one ounce is, what does it say? (laughs) <laughs> this is a bogus entry. Zero carbs, zero grams fat, zero protein. Okay, that's useful. Thanks. We're going to skip that one. Um, baby red potatoes. This is uh, a brand name, Alsum. I don't know what that is. But let's say, um, oh, I don't know, one cup of baby red potatoes. I, I never like using volumetric measurements for things like that. But those numbers come out exactly right as well. So, yeah, I mean, and do 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 the checking, you know, perform your check with a couple of things and make sure it all adds up correctly. Make sure that the numbers um, match up, like pick one entry, pick another, see how close they are to one another. If they're way off, maybe find a third, see how you can develop some consensus. Don't just go with one number and say, I'm sure that's right, because, you know, again, as I mentioned before, this is a user-driven database and there can be some errors in there. So let's go with example number two. And let's say now that... Um, Let's get creative with this. Let's say the same meal plan here uh, for for Christian. Meal four for him. Um, One thing that I do, hold on, think about that while I take a a little sip here. Ponder that. I realize I told you to ponder something, but I didn't give you anything to ponder. So um, if anything, you were probably pondering what the hell I was talking about, and that is fair. So... This meal, meal four, says seven ounces lean protein. So I never, never write chicken breast in a meal plan because how freaking boring is that? And also, full disclosure, I haven't had chicken in three months, and I'm loving life right now. So um, to be clear, I'm not a vegetarian either. (laughs) 
So uh, I'm, I'm living off turkey at this point. So seven ounces lean protein. And then there's a note down below what qualifies like, you know, tuna, lean whitefish, chicken breast, super, super lean ground turkey, uh, that kind of stuff. So um, a cup of veggies. And again, I never specify what veggies to use, but I provide my clients with a list. Um, if they have a meal plan, like when I say veggies, here's what works. And there's, you know, 15 or 20 different things that you can select from. Um, and then there's two ounces of avocado in this meal as well. Well, let's say Christian decides, you know what? I don't want a lean protein. I cooked up some 93.7 ground turkey and damn it, I want that instead. So once again, we have to figure out, and this, this is going to start to become an issue because now we're not replacing a direct protein source with another direct protein source. We're going to be replacing a protein source with one that has some added fat in it as well. So what we need to do is uh, find the macro equivalent of, uh, of what we're replacing and then the macronutrient value of what we want to replace it with and then see if anything else is necessary as far as changes go. So, um, and I will keep a, uh, a little note over here so I can keep track of these numbers. So, uh, once again, we'll stay exclusively in MyFitnessPal here and I'm going to type in chicken. Great. And in my recent um, foods list here, there's one. It's uh, you know, The listing is Purdue Chicken Breast. I use this one simply because I know the numbers to be accurate and they're numbers that I agree with. So um, serving size uh, is one ounce. Number of servings, we're going to say seven because this is supposed to be a seven ounce portion. So what that tells us, I don't necessarily agree with these numbers actually. They're a little high, but we're going to run with it here. We're going to run with it. Um, just illustrating that, you know what? It's not perfect, but, uh, you know, it, it'll do the trick. And actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go back on my on what I just said there. I'm going to go back. I'm going to use the numbers out of my spreadsheet um, because there is a lot of variability in protein sources. And so if you're looking to make a macronutrient substitution on a protein source in your meal plan, ask your coach if they know what the expected macronutrient value of whatever it is in the plan is and like what you need to be able to replace. So for me, um, I plug in seven ounces of chicken breast, my macro assumptions on that portion based on my spreadsheet that I've created here, 46 grams of protein, no carbs, three fat. Um, if I look it up on my fitness pal, instead of 47, 46 grams of protein, it says 52 and a half. And instead of three grams of fat, it says 5.3. I think both of those values are high. Um, and so my spreadsheet, those values came from averaging out a ton of different, um, values that I found online through a bunch of different databases and calculators. So I trust my numbers. So 46, zero and three is what I'm going with. So I'm going to make a note of that 46, zero, three, and let's say target. Okay. So 46, zero and three, and then below that we'll say replace. So let's go then. Um, and again, in my database here, I'm going to go down and say under protein source, 93, seven ground Turkey. So, um, the multiplier of seven ounces is still in there. So now automatically the protein's off because Turkey is a little bit lower in protein per ounce. So it's 37 grams as opposed to 46. So let's say, what if we go with an eight ounce portion instead? Well, that's 42. What if we did 8.5, 8.5 ounces? Maybe do I hear 8.5? That gets us to 45. Great. So let's start typing in these numbers. So we're at 45, still zero grams of carbs. Fat is 20. Oh dear. 20. So We've got to come up with 17 grams of fat to pull out somehow if we want to make this work for the day. That could be a little bit of a trick. So where's it going to come from? Where's it going to come from? So um, one thing to know about this meal plan is it's already relatively low in fat. 
So there isn't a whole lot of it going around that we can replace. Now, there is the avocado that's in this meal. And it's, it's two ounces, so this isn't going to account for all of it. Um, but if we plug that in, its values are 1, 5, and 8. 1 gram protein, 5 grams carbs, 4 of those coming from fiber, so really just one net carb. Those are trace proteins and carbs, 8 grams of fat. So we've just reclaimed 8 grams of fat. We need to reclaim 17. So what I've done here is said, okay, now we can, uh, we can start to make this substitution if we can lose 17 grams of fat from elsewhere in the meal plan. So we've got to ditch the avocado. So suddenly this has gone from a chicken veggie avocado meal to just a turkey and veggie meal. So right now, as I'm doing this, I'm going to think like, huh, is this appealing? Is this worth it? Do I still want to shake this up or should I just stick with what's in here? Um, an easier substitution might've been the next meal, which is 8515 beef. So you could actually, if you wanted to, you could replace that with a lean protein meal, and then you'd actually be able to add some additional fat sources. So that's another option. But we've already started going down this road, so let's, let's carry it through the rest of the way. Um, so we, are, we were at 3, we're, we're at 17 is where we were. My, my math here is bad. Hold on. <laughs> we got to lose 17. So we've just lost 8 from the avocado. So we still need to lose 9. Well, that first meal, you know, it does have those two whole eggs. Each egg is five grams of fat, so we drop both of those. We're down 10. We're pretty much even. But now, you see, we've started this chain of events, this cascading reaction where we're trying to lose fat sources, and now we're having to adjust other meals. So where you start to get into a problem is then this is the point where I think most people would get lazy and say, fuck it, I'm just going to make the substitution, and it's going to be fine, whatever. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, no turkey, bring the, chi bring the or no chicken, bring the turkey in, we'll just leave everything else, and you know, that, that's not good. You don't want to do that. So carry it through. If you're going to go this route, make yourself do the work. Um, if you're going to deviate, you've got to do the work, you've got to plug in the numbers, and you've got to do the math and follow it through to its conclusion until everything balances out. So what we're looking for here is um, what I will do then is those two eggs – um, in that first meal, which if you'll remember from the last substitution that we did, the carb substitution, um, we're looking at a cup of egg whites and two, two whole eggs. So we drop those eggs and now we lose those 10 grams of fat. So now our fat's all balanced out, but we also lose the protein from those two whole eggs, which is, I believe 12 grams. Yeah. 12, 13 grams. So what we want to do is increase our egg white serving so that it's more than one cup. So one cup is 27 grams. We're going to need to make that close to a cup and a half which puts us at 40 grams. The original for that meal was 41. That's good. So what we can do then, if we in that meal, we wanted to say, I don't want chicken, I want ground turkey. All right, so we make that, make that change. We cut out the avocado that's in that meal. So it's just a turkey veggie meal. And then we have to reduce the fats in the first meal to help uh, manage our offset. So we kick out the whole eggs and then we increase the egg white portion in that meal um, by 50% to make up for the protein that we lost from those whole eggs. The key behind all of this is understanding what macros are associated with what foods. And the best way to do that is just to dive in and start looking at the numbers. I mean, you should be able to identify what's a protein source, what's a carb source, and what's a fat source. And if you can't right now, that's okay. But just start diving in. And, you know, with the meal plans that I present here, it's pretty clearly laid out just because I have the, the, the meal plan says, you know, one cup egg whites, two whole eggs, 30 grams cream of rice. And then down below it says protein, 41, carbs, 28, fat, 11, calories, 393. So it's all spelled out. It's nice and clear. Um, but 
what you may have to do is invest a little bit of time and effort into figuring out, okay, what's, what's the carb source here? What's the protein source here? What's the fat source here? Are there, you know, are these fats coming from multiple sources? Um, like in meal four, there's 12 grams of protein. Well, okay. Eight grams of that's coming from the avocado. Where are the other four? Well, three of them are coming from the chicken. One's coming from the veggies that are in there as well. So I, there, there is an assumption of just about a gram of fat per cup of veggies as well. So, um, that's how you do it in a nutshell. So, um, is it, difficult. It's not. Can it feel overwhelming? Yeah, it sure can, especially if you're new to this and, you know, you're not good at numbers or anything like that. But I tell you what, you know, my wife isn't good at numbers, but um, <laughs> she will be the first one to admit that, by the way. I'm not telling secrets out of school or anything like that. Uh, we, She is the one where if we go out to dinner as a group and uh, the, the hostess says, how many are in your party? And she'll look back and be like, three? No, sweetie, it's five, actually. She's like, eh, numbers, you know. I mean, she, they aren't her strong suit. Still, she gets this. Um, so it, it is absolutely doable. You just have to spend a little bit of time. You can't necessarily expect to do it in your head. You might have to get a post-it note, take some notes, write some numbers down. But again, the math involved, really, it's more counting than math. So it, it's very doable, and I want you to believe in yourself and your ability to get it done if it's something that you want to do. And again, um, if you're following a meal plan from another coach, press them on whether or not it's okay to ma make macronutrient substitutions. And if they say it's not, press them for details. Hold them up against the wall. And if the answer is, well, I've just never done it, you know, this is how I've always done it, that, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. I don't care if you've been doing this for 30 years. Your tactics are 30 years old as well. They're stale and they need to be updated. That's all there is to it. So there you go. We're done. So I appreciate you hanging with me for the week. If you've listened to all three of these on three consecutive days, thank you. You're my best friend. I love you. So um, we'll be back next week. Uh, and uh, peace out. Until then. 